What's up, everybody? My name is CJ. And I'm Nate. And this is Word of Mouth Podcast. And the word is in our mouth. Come Come on, somebody. Proverbs 2, 6 says, For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Uh, Dear Lord, we love you, and we ask that you would just be in this podcast with us and help us right now. I pray, Lord, that you would just let your anointing be here, and you would just help us, Lord. We pray for the listeners, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. It's good to be here. Uh, word of mouth podcast we're glad that everybody who's tuning in is tuning in listening to this fine episode Um, we're excited we have a guest speaker here a man that i absolutely love and i absolutely adore uh brother evangelist joe savala amen Uh, i'm so thankful to have you here brother uh and let me just throw it out there a little bit you guys got a history got about five years Five, about five years, yeah. It was, well, when I first came yeah. to God, yeah. um, I uh, I was. We'll have to do like we always talk about a testimony episode. But I know. Uh, he even mentioned it a little bit today in his preaching uh, that I I didn't I did I was just standing there. I just yeah. was listening. He preached on repentance. The next thing I know, I was on my face. Never repented before in my life. I was bawling, <laughs> crying. Next, then the next weekend, I was baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, Amen. right when I came out of the water. So, That's cool. brother Savala, it's good to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. Um, Appreciate it. It's on. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> this episode's called "Word from the Wise," uh, and he laughs. <laughs> He's he laughs. laughing, but but truly, very funny. Uh, I- I'm excited, and I'm just I'm I'm truly grateful. Um, well, why, why don't you go ahead, Brother Savalo, introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your, you know your, where you come from, your bio. Well. I was raised around uh, Pentecost and Pentecost Brother Howard Davis uh, Church in San Bernardino, California, and uh, in and out of foster homes and, and uh, all of that sort of stuff during that time, and then uh, received the Holy Ghost when I was about somewhere between nine and ten, and got the Holy Ghost on accident. Uh, okay, wait, stop right there. <laughs> stop right there. <laughs> What do you mean you got the Holy Ghost on accident? Well, I did. I got the Holy Ghost on accident. I was, I had prayed for three years for the Holy Ghost from about six to nine years old. Wow. And uh, never did, never Trying got hard. it. Tried hard. Tried hard. I got headaches and all that. 
<laughs> I would back then. I'd get migraines if I cried real, real hard. Right. And um, and then uh, my uh, my mom thought that I was playing at church. So oftentimes, if I didn't get a headache, I'd get a spanking when I got home because uh, she thought I was just faking. And so when I finally got the Holy Ghost, uh, there was we got to church early for prayer and. Uh, a man came up, pulled up next to us in our car, and he got out of his car screaming and yelling that he was in pain and hurting, and said he felt like his body was on fire, and so um, he knew, uh, he, he was a man that, it later we later find out he was faking the whole time, um, because he was wanting to leave his wife, and so he was acting like he had <laughs> oh, cancer. Man. Oh, oh wow. So, but nobody knew that at the time. So, but but his screaming, yelling, and crying really affected me. And uh, like I said, somewhere between 9 and 10, I just know it was a Wednesday night church service. So I ran from the car to the front of the church, crying, praying for him. And uh, as I sobbed and cried and wept for him, I started talking in tongues. Well, so, praise God. That's, why, <laughs> so that's cool. Well, that's, that's why I said I got on accident. Got on I wasn't, accident. It was, there wasn't a church service going on or anything like that. I wasn't. I was just I was praying for somebody else to start talking in tongues. Well, mighty God. There so, it is. So wait, did he not leave his wife? Cause he, oh, no, he did. Yeah, yeah. He, no, he, he ended up, Well, there was a good. There know, was something good coming yeah, out of that. Yeah, something good came <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so that was that. Was that. I, I got the Holy Ghost then in and out of in and out of foster homes. And uh and felt like I never could serve God good. I always believed that apostolic doctrine, Pentecostal experience, but um, never felt like I could live for God. Right. And so when I was about about 18, I was I was on my own at 17, and uh, uh, and then at 18, I just finally left the church. I got, I didn't want to play games. So, you're like I, I'm not. So, I can't do. Yeah, I don't feel like I right. can do it. I wasn't. So I wasn't gonna, gonna. I wasn't gonna do the in and out thing. I just left. Wow. And so during that time, I messed in, uh, messed around with nightclubs and all that kind of stuff, and singing and drums. And, and then at, when I was about 22, I had moved to Sacramento, California, and um, found my way. Ended ended up at the Rock Church with Brother Wilson. Okay. Nathaniel Wilson was the pastor at the time and uh, prayed through there and God gave me my wife and shortly after that uh, in 99 1999 we left there and went evangelizing full time and then I evangelized five years pastored for six years Re we restarted a church in Oregon Okay. and uh, pastored that and then turned that over and so when you say restarted, it was like it was a ch established church. There, there was there was a church there. Uh, there was people there. They're just they weren't saints, right? <laughs> um, so um, when the dust cleared, we started it all back over. Right. And and so the Lord was very kind to us and uh, left. We was able to leave a solid foundation, and Amen. The, the man that has the church now is doing tremendous. That's awesome! Wow! And uh, they're having revival. Amen. And so, and you ever then, go back? You ever get to go I back? Have, I have visited back a few times. Very, 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 very good man. Uh, good church. And so, uh, uh, 
and then since then, since 99, we've been in ministry full-time, so 20 years. 20 years. 20 yep. years, wow. man. Yep. That's exciting. <clears throat> Long enough to know I don't know a whole lot. <laughs> See, if right. we'd had this interview 20 years ago, I'd had all the answers. You would have, you would have been wise. Oh, I could. Wise. oh yeah. Right, right. It would have fit the whole oh, purpose of the. Yeah, we we solved everything twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah. well, what's that? So, what's that saying? Is like the more you know, the less you know. Something that's very like true. That. Right. It's very true. You know, it's, uh, the absolutes of God's word doesn't change. Right. Um, but sometimes the way they're applied does. Right. Uh, right. Just like if you have children, and both of you have children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I only had one or daughter um, and, but when you have more than one child you learn very quickly that you can talk to one in a certain tone of voice and okay. they may they may respond and just start crying and weeping uh, and, and another one you talk to them in the same tone they can tune you out and they're going to go do that's mine so, that's my kids <laughs> it's, it's, oh. the, it's the same you're, you're you're wanting the same result, right? But you have to apply different ways to get it. Mm. You know, so great. Now I got to learn that. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm having a second one in two weeks, man. Yeah. Well, oh, man, I t- it's easier with children. When I pastored, I had there was every once in a while I'd have some folks, saints that would it would get back to me that I I didn't know how to pastor successfully because. I'd only had one child, mm. and um, I never heard that before. And so, well, I helped them to come <laughs> to a better understanding. <laughs> All right. Because um, with a child, you know, you can discipline, you can right. take things. Well, oh, yeah. As a pastor, they're the they're the father of the church, and uh, unfortunately, most of the time you're you're pastoring adults. Right. Uh, and so, since they are not your literal children. You can't discipline them like you would, right. uh, and so. But it's the same spirits that drive the little rugrats that you that you are the father of. That's so, right. pretty true, right. so, See, wisdom just so pouring out. Just pouring out right here. So, so while I only had one natural child, I had about forty uh, spiritual children, and uh, most of the time it was a whole lot easier to discipline my natural child than it was the other forty. The other so, board, yeah, for of sure. course. <laughs> anyway, amen. Well, Brother Savala, you preached a fantastic message yes. today. Uh, you didn't even give a title. What was it? Do you have a title for that one? Or no, no, I don't title most of my messages. Oh, well, that, that makes sense. I'd... So, amen. every once in a while, I have a title, um, but no, I didn't have a title for that. I just, whatever the Lord gives me, verses wise. Now, you both are preachers, and so. It's good to have a title, they tell me. Years ago, I had somebody tell me, said the title was just as important as the message. And he, he told me, he said, matter of fact, he said, I, I'll spend anywhere from three to four hours on a title. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, I said, well, I'm, I guess I'm doing it wrong. I said, I, I said I'm not going to spend three or four hours on a title. Uh, especially most of the time when I when I'm preaching, you know, everybody comes to their messages different, right? You know how right. the seeds and all of that. And so for me, most of the time, I do a lot of study, uh, do a lot of writing. Uh, but unless I'm teaching, you know, a lesson, right? Where you know, there's a lot of preparation. Most of my preaching, 
I prefer, I look at it more as ministry rather Amen. than preaching. Right. And so, uh, and that's not a bad thing. That's, right, I mean, no. That's not to infer. I mean, there's guys that they preach off a set of notes, and I, I want to stop preaching because I wish I could come up with that. But God uses everybody in their own way. For sure. Right. And so, for me, um, just being prepared with a lot of stuff and studying. Internalized. And just however the Lord wants to move. Amen. I try to follow that. So. Right. Yeah. I remember one time, in, sorry, no, you're in good. Sierra Vista, we, uh, we followed you out to a church, a brother's church in Sierra Vista, and I remember you got up, and this is always stuck in my mind, I've, I've said it before too, where you said, like one time I opened up the Bible, and I went to reading a scripture, and, and it wasn't the right one, and, and God said, all right, well, you just, you preach by yourself then, and you said, all right, everybody, I told you the wrong scripture. <laughs> That's a true story, that was, that was in my first year of evangelizing. Oh wow! wow. See, and, uh, and that that one I, I preached I preached in the morning, and the Lord gave me a, a little message, and so I preached, and the Lord really moved, and um, and then I preached in the afternoon, and the Lord gave me a different message there. And then I was preaching in the evening, and um, my wife we hadn't been preaching I hadn't been preaching very long. And the truth was, is I wanted my, I did not want my wife to think that I could not hear from God for another service. Because the Lord moved on me to preach the same thing that I had preached in the middle service. And I, and I did. In my mind, I told the Lord, I said, I can't preach this again. My wife will think I can't, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, okay. And, and that's a valid, that's valid. Well, here's what's funny about that. So as preachers and for your podcast audience, a lot of times, saints in the church people will go well how come they're preaching that the same way you know we've heard that message before but they think nothing of hearing the same song every service and and so uh i don't yeah. i don't see why he can't preach a message another time amen uh, i never thought about that yeah. before so me neither oh yeah they'll even request the same song just that's so they so can do true. it again we like that song let's do that again and so but uh, if a preacher got up and preached the same message the next service they're like uh, well they could sing the same song 15 weeks in a row you know every service but if a preacher preaches if he got it with the same title the same text they'd say well how come he can't hear from God you know so, so I guess when they give folks when God gives them a different song I'll get a different message <laughs> but uh, anyways so <laughs> Oh, that's so true. It may, may have offended some of your uh, audience. Hey, 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 hey no, this, we always say <laughs> yeah. this is the word, yeah. word, of, the, word so, of mouth, man. But, uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Anyways, um, so I got up to preach that night, and I had actually, I mean, I had really studied and felt like, I, well, in hindsight, it wasn't God that gave it to me. I just mined some stuff out of the scripture right. that was really good. And, uh, boy, I was all set to preach it. And as you said, I, I opened my Bible and I read the text and had everybody pray. And while we were praying, the Lord said, go ahead and preach by yourself. Yeah. And so we said, amen. And I said, I'm sorry, I have the wrong text. Let's turn over here. And, uh, Did you pray again? No, we didn't pray. I didn't need to pray. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you knew. Pray, praying is where I got my instructions. Yes, so. sir. So yes, we preached, and the Lord, the Lord did move very mightily. There were several got the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, That's awesome. Amen. 
I like that. Me too. You got... Yeah, um... Man. My first time... So my... I've been living for the Lord little, little less than Brother Garcia, but my first encounter, um, I grew up in church. I was a backslider, and I, your your kind of testimony kind of connected with me, and I've always been kind of fascinated by your outlook on certain things, and I'll bring those up. But my wife and my sister-in-law, um, you, when you were preaching, you began to just walk around and just minister that's a good word on if I was to describe your approach with you're walking around in the midst of the people ministering and my pastor tells a story all the time you know he he brings it up and that day you were preaching and you started talking about Jesus name baptism and my wife and my sister-in-law had been to many other kind of denominational churches and I think baptized in more than one you know more than one way but when you start talking about Jesus' name, baptism, it was just, and my pastor always says, I'll sit on a platform, and I watch the revelation just, and they later got baptized the next week, you know, in Jesus' name, and, and uh, so my wife, she, you know, and she loves your wife, and because your wife was involved in Sunday school as well, right? right? I, I love my wife, too. <laughs> right. You love your wife, my wife loves your wife. Um <laughs> I just want to be on the record yeah. for that. I think you might have said that already. We, it's on the record. Um, but uh, we we just did an episode about about Bible studies, the last the last episode. And there's one thing, and I I kind of threw you in there was that you said that you like to. Now I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because yeah, everybody heard it, so it's got to be true. <laughs> right. You said that you like to bring people in your in your environment, like yes. out of their environment. Now you told the story of a young man lived in your apartment complex, I believe, uh-huh. and you you would bring him in, and you kind of just bring him into what a Holy Ghost environment. And that's something I always, um, I always just kind of held on to that. And we um, we always have people at my at my home. Just and I know different people have different approach. Like, oh, you shouldn't bring him in your house. You can't control like how how long the Bible study lasts or whatever. You know, you can't control this. You know, I don't know. But my wife, she's always like, well, Brother Savala, you know. this." And so we've we've taken that approach and just kind of let people. And people always are like, you know, we love going to your home. It's just there's a, a vibe, Good you know. Absolutely. And it's yeah. the Holy Ghost, of course. Right. And so I don't know if you, I guess that's not really, there's no question of that. But is there any uh, things as far as like outreach or, you know, Reaching well, souls that you near I, and dear, I guess. I, well, I th- that's that's number one. Um, you know, I got into ministry. Not most. And this isn't a knock. It's just how most ministers develop. Is they feel a call to preach, and then their pastor acknowledges it or whatever, and yeah. they start them off in like youth services and. Yeah. So, so forth. Um, whereas my call into ministry was pretty different. Um, I didn't preach in my home church until I had already been evangelizing full time two years. Oh, wow. Um, and so, um, ministry for me was uh, soul winning. Amen. So, um, uh, 
being able to connect with folks across however big a table is. I mean, this, you, you all don't know, you all don't, can't see this table. The studio. This, this, the, studio. the studio is, uh, the studio desk is That's about. 18 inches right there. Yeah, eight, 18 by uh, 12, I think. So it's a very. Uh, sitting on a tissue box. Yeah. And, uh, so, well, we're not sitting on tissue boxes. No, no, no. We're sitting on chairs. Uh, but anyways, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're across this type of environment, very intimate yes. environment. Um, you don't have a choir singing. Um, you don't have instruments playing. Um, and now I'm speaking of the, like in a Bible study or just right. in a home setting. Um, you know, it would be very irrational for you to jump up on your couch and start screaming. Getting red in the you know. face. Um, but talking about the Bible, having an environment of the Holy Ghost there, with people in your home or you're in their home um, to see them get the Holy Ghost. So we prayed many folks through the Holy Ghost in their right homes. There. Right. Um, so I never felt like I wasn't preaching. Amen. Yeah. I just wasn't preaching to a crowd. Right. Amen. And um, and so that's kind of how ministry started and, and, home, and home Bible studies. And that's really not even the right word because I don't think I've ever completed a Bible study, right? Yeah, um, like chart or anything like that. Um, rather than Bible studies, we've done more Bible ministry. Right. You know, um, and are you I, saying more like just let's read? As, as soon as they get in, you just feel the needs and and you just know what to. No, just... no, I'm not that spiritual. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, some people, you know, they see angels every day and talk to demons and all that. Um, I don't do that. Uh, we're good. We're great. Well, I'm they just, seen angels would be cool, but yeah. Um, but well, some people, you know, they can see devils behind everything and everything. But uh, no, I would just ask. Them. I would ask. Amen. Um, you know what? What's on your mind? What questions do you have about Amen. the Bible? Amen. Because what that does is it ministers to their need right. rather than me walk. Because I mean, <clears throat> we already know if they're sinners. They're not born again. We know they need yeah. Acts 2.38. We know. But that may not be the door that opens to get there. So if I just walk into your house and I say, hey, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And they're getting ready to get a divorce. Yep. Their need is not. The, I mean, the, ultimately, exactly. their need is the Holy Ghost. Right. But right then, their need is maybe, hey, you know, let's just pray for your family. Amen. Amen. Or asking them, hey, you know, where, where are you? You know, is, is there any questions about God? Is there any questions about the Bible? Is there any? And and you mentioned this, um, brother Nathaniel. You you mentioned um, just having them in your home. Amen. There's a lot of times that we had folks into our home. I hoped that it would end up going into into a spiritual question and answers or something like that. But I purposely did not bring it up. I let them come into the home feel the spirit and sometimes all they wanted was a safe atmosphere to be in that's a, that's peaceful amen True. fine at least they know they can come to my home to a get haven, that yeah um other times they came in and hey i, I got this question right let's talk yeah. about it because that's every cool. question that they bring up everything that any center will ever bring up every question will always relate somewhere back to the acts 238 message Amen. Right. Every one of them. Um, Isaiah 9, 6. 
you know, his name shall be called what? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? So every life problem right is going to be answered with one of those areas. Ooh, come on, somebody. The counselor. So, so I don't have to preach to every situation. Right. Just in my answers. And if I can, if they, if they either ask the question in a Bible setting or I begin to talk to them and it unfolds that way. I'll get to Acts 2.30 eventually. We'll Amen. get to some of these other things. But what is your need? You Amen. minister that's, to, exactly. Well, that's, <laughs> what, that's what ministry is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's cool. The, again, the last episode we are talking about is about like effective Bible studies. And um, one thing that I always say is what I like, and I was just sharing one thing that I've learned just in teaching Bible studies is I ask them whether it's pertinent to the, whatever information you're trying to teach is I usually start off asking them, well, do you have any, first of all, do you have any questions? You know, do you, and sometimes we won't even get to whatever it is. We just start, and you just, the Holy Ghost begins to operate, you know, and, and they, and they feel satisfied because they're, like you said, the, the scratches itch turns out, the need, That's right. the need is fulfilled. Right. And they're like, and they feel, cause you can go in and talk about whatever it is, you know, for an hour long. And they're just like, still feel like, man, my marriage or the depression or whatever. That's true. Amen. Well, that's, and it's a quick, but where I really, really learned that lesson was I had been going to a couple's home for three or four weeks, teaching them a flip chart Bible study, which is fine. It's good. It gives you Bible knowledge. Um, and I went fourth or fifth week and was met at the door, and they said, hey, Joe, thanks for coming. We really appreciate it, but we're not going to need you to come anymore. We're getting a divorce. Ouch. And you never heard anything about it prior? No, never felt it, never heard it. And I went and sat in my car, and I started weeping because God had allowed me to go in there to their home three or four Mm -hmm. weeks, and I was so fixed on my Bible study chart, Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. But I missed the opportunity to minister to their need. Yes. And so I, I promised the Lord that as, as well as I could, I would never just go in there Amen. into anybody's home just looking to, to do my thing. However right my thing is, how can I minister? Mm. Amen. Sometimes ministering is not saying a whole lot. It's Amen. Sometimes ministering is just listening to them because mm-hmm. there's the, they feel safe. They feel like they can talk, wow. uh, and uh, and then just to just to even sometimes just a small prayer. You don't even have to talk in tongues. Amen. Some folks feel like they got to talk in tongues every time they pray for somebody. But, uh, that's a bigger discussion than <laughs> here. But yes, the next but yes, episode. With point valid. Point valid. Amen. Amen. So, I I wrote down a question for you. Um, it's kind of flipping it, and it's it's yeah. about. Um, so I know you didn't title your message, but you preach about the coming of the Lord. Yeah. You know, in a nutshell, you preach First uh, Peter three, and or Second Peter chapter three, and you talked about the coming of the Lord, and you mentioned something in your preaching, and. I've noticed it, and I noticed it again just even later today, but you mentioned something kind of 
not really in passing, you talked about a, you know, you talked about it for a little while, um, is, you know, the, the issue of hell and the reality of it and um, the definition of it, it, it's a place and it's, it's eternal. Right. And you mentioned, and again, I noticed just us in the Christian world as well as not, you know, just in, in society, the societal uh, use of the word hell is, like I wrote down, you know, it's like, you know, is made light of or just kind of, right. I don't know, like just slips out of your mouth. It has no meaning or weight or value. Or the world has desensitized it. And they're desensitized. Yeah. You use that in your, in your pre- when you're preaching is the, the, the desensitized. And I'm just wondering if you could just talk about it a little bit and maybe how I wrote down how we could turn the ship around to, you know, what we can do as ministers or just saints, people of God, to just make it real again. That's a, that is a broad question. Um, I mean, it has a whole lot to do with society. Right. You know, when I was a kid um, in Pentecost, you could still hear messages preached about hell or the second coming of the Lord. And people would would run to the altars people would I mean not just one or two I mean they would flood um, I think a lot of a lot of the reason why we don't see it today is um, even in denominal churches they used to preach they, they believed in hell and they believed sinners were going to go there and they believed in, the, in having a fear of the Lord right well most churches today have no fear of the Lord. So right. where there is no fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord has been replaced by God loving us however we are, whatever we do. He just love, love, love. So, but the scripture doesn't talk about that. Right. The scripture says in Isaiah 66, I believe 66 and 2, it says, to this man will I look, say he that trembles at my word, that denotes a fear of God, yeah, really right. trembling at the word of God. So if I believe God's word, I believe there's heaven, I believe there's hell. So how do we turn the ship? Well, people have to believe in the fear of the Lord. Amen. You know? Amen. And we are des- desensitized. Hollywood has desensitized us. Um, movies, entertainment. Yeah. You said you brought up video games. Yeah, video all games. All that. I mean, there. when I was a young boy um, video games was just coming into the under the scene pac-man you yeah. know, <laughs> uh, pong yeah you know. so i mean they 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 were i mean they were as inoffensive a game as you could get you know donkey, <laughs> right. donkey kong yeah. you know i mean um, they weren't graphic they wasted time i mean back then preachers would yeah. reach up they would preach about the waste of time right um and there was when I was a kid in Southern California, uh, there was actually articles written up in the paper of people blowing up. Or they would waste their whole paycheck playing Pac-Man. They wow. would get paid to wow. beat the game of Pac-Man. I mean, that's that was in the news. Uh, it's Sam not was, even that. Okay, it's not even that. I mean, it's it's okay, but it's but, not that cool. Well, but but, but for, back, that, but, for that day, yeah. you know. So it would it would be like Call of Duty today. 
True. Or was it War of Thrones or Game of Thrones or something like that? I think that. that's a movie. Is that a movie? Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that came out of a video game or something. But, I'm but not whatever sure. the. I'm I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know there was like a World War II video game. Yeah, those There's are Call of Duty. Yeah. yeah. So you had all of those, but they're but they're graphic. Right. So so all of those things serve to desensitize when you talk about hell and say it's a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, and you say, uh, you know, you're going to burn forever there mm-hmm. that used to be something that played in people's minds and and it gripped their heart they believed it in the eternity um, of heaven or hell and that was preached everywhere well now you don't hardly hear about that anymore right. about eternal judgment uh, it's like i said today eternal judgment is you know people will say you know they'll tell people to go to hell or i'm going through hell but they really don't understand that hell is Eternal. Yeah. It's not. It's not something you were going through and coming out of. It's eternal. Mm-hmm. It's an internal condition that is. You're really. It's a living dead. Right. It's a living death. Uh, and part of what makes hell hell is the. There will never be another opportunity to repent or feel the love of God. Wow. Right. You know the Bible talks about that. Said from that they're they are separated from the presence of God. Right. You know, so in all of the in all of the life things that people say, well, I'm going through hell. The presence of God is still there. Yeah. Many times they'll even tell you, I felt God, or I know God had my back. Or, so that in itself is a witness that that's not what they're going through. But hell is a place where God will not be present. There is no chance to. Um, how do you turn that? When people turn their hearts, right, it can it can come through preaching. But even preaching, the Bible says this. The Bible says is in the days of Noah, and is in the days of Lot. Right. Okay. Earth was judged by water. Um, eternal, an eternal judgment for that day. Right. You know. Right. Noah preached the righteousness. Only eight people were saved. Out of all the out of all the universe, that was where all the world that then was. So they didn't take the message serious. There, there was no fear of God. Right. right. Sodom and Gomorrah. They right. had they had angels show up there. Lot, the Bible says, Lot was a righteous man. Only only three people, four people made it out, but only three of them actually made it, made it, made it, and, and continued to live. So they they laughed. They laughed mm-hmm. at the message. Well, so the spirits that were then, and the Lord said that's how it was going to be today. It's the same. It's the same spirits we have right. today. So only those that hunger, what's the Bible say? Those that hunger and thirst those after righteousness. righteousness. So, so, and I've used this oftentimes. I'm sure you guys have heard me say here preaching, because I'm certain I've used it. But um, it's like going to a buffet or a restaurant. You know, there's sometimes I'll go somewhere I don't feel like eating anything. I just get something to drink. You know, we've all, the degree that you're hungry and thirsty for something, that's what you'll be filled with. Amen. And and so we live in a world that they have just enough hunger and thirst for righteousness to just, it's like a snack. And they feel just, okay, I'm good. Because they're being filled with everything else around them. Yeah. And so, but, but to have a fear of hell and to have, because to have a true fear of hell is to have a true love of heaven. True. Amen. 
And so today, though, even within church ranks, and we could say apostolic Pentecostal ranks, we live with a, we, we have, we have enough of God not to fear hell. And we got too much of the world not to need heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, in, in conjunction, you don't hear a whole lot of preaching about going to heaven and Jesus coming back for his church either. Right. Well, why is that? Because we're comfortable. Wow, it's like you're just in the middle right there. It's a good description of the Laodicean church. Yes, sir. Right. Oh, I was know, just thinking we, that. We don't, we're not afraid of hell because we got, we can feel God. We can touch it. We got good church. We got, but we don't want to go to heaven either because we look at everything we have on we're earth. Not, we're, we're not looking towards heaven because we got everything right here. We got the presence. Wow. So it's the generation that we live in. So to turn it, I don't know that there will, I mean, I know this probably goes against some some Theology. people's theologies, but I don't believe it will be turned because Jesus Himself said this is how it's going to be when He comes back. Right. But that doesn't change the message we must preach. Noah didn't stop right. preaching. Uh, that doesn't change the uh, the fervency that we have to keep. And as we preach and teach, like this morning, there was a good response. Now there was some that they didn't respond. There was some that was very content with what they have. But there was some that responded, and, and that the message still causes them to, to say, "Man, I don't want to go to hell. I want to be saved." There's just something too when you're like, you you it's like you're preaching about the coming of the Lord, and you at the you know you kind of wrapped it up with, "I want to be ready," and I mean it doesn't matter how safe you feel. In my opinion, I'm, I'm like I'm right here at the altar because I want to be ready. Yeah. You know, and that's what goes back to what you said in the old days like everybody wanted to be ready that's right yeah and, but and we all hear is like that back then however far along I don't know I've only been living for the Lord for about five years but back then they preached about the coming of the Lord all the time and everybody because they preached that yeah. everybody wanted well, to be ready we didn't I mean this this makes you sound old and I'm, I'm not old 47 but I've lived long enough now to see lots of changes right you know 40 years ago, 35 years ago, when I was, you know, a young boy and then in the early teens, we didn't have all the distractions. True. You know, while we have, like, this is a great ability. This was unheard of, what we're doing right now. Yeah. Where people can... Without the phone. Oh, I mean, it's just, it's a wonderful way to minister. Amen. But for most people, this isn't a ministry they can waste greater I'm not even talking about sinning with technology just the waste of time yeah right we've already right. been recording 37 you know, minutes and 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 so there was there's great distractions of mm. our generation that were never available before so people you know the bible says blessed is the man that uh, walk not counsel on God stand away and see this wonderful for in his law doth he meditate Day and night. night. Well, meditation means silence. Meditation is the pushing back of everything and just you, the word, you. Mm. Our generation, and particularly your generation, doesn't really understand that. They don't know that. We're just like, that's right. And that's not a knock. Right. But it has to be preached and taught because 
what'll happen is you'll have folks that come in, they feel the they feel the touch of heaven in a service, but they go back out not understanding that they're really to get the touch of heaven. Uh, there has to be folks that have pushed away the distractions. Right. And Amen. spent time just with the Lord oh. in the fear of God. Amen. Because if I have the fear of God, then when we talk about heaven, I want to go there. Yeah. Amen. You know, Amen. This right. world, we say this world isn't our home. Amen. But to many folks, they really don't want to go to heaven because they like what they have. Comfortable. Wow. You know. Amen. Uh, and so, that even some of the points of our songs, many of our songs mm-hmm. that are currently popular, not a knock against the songs, but pay attention. Most of them are not about going to heaven. It's about what can God do for me on earth. Yeah, bring right. your glory down, touch me when, right here. When you, when you, when you read the other songs or study other songs, it wasn't about so much right now. Oh, fly away! I wanna, we want to yeah. get out of here. Right. You know, we, right. I gotta know. get out of here. <laughs> so, I can't stand it's it here. It's tr- we gotta live here more than because we're. But we're this a, is, we got a job to do. Home. Yeah. This isn't home. You know. Uh, and part of that is in relation to your question on it, you know, how do we instill it? That really has to be something that somebody wants for themselves. Yeah, sure. that's what I was going to say. It's like a personal awareness, not, you know, a person not using it, not like us making our, uh, our own, like, and having, not using, you know, hell as just some kind of, yeah. you know, just, yeah. I'm trying to think. It's, it's, it's almost like a, just a cuss word. Right, or, or, just, or just a yeah. You even said that there's a word. It's, there's it's, a word. It's a description for jargon for or something. That's all know. it is. You know. But yet, so. getting alone and getting a place where you tremble at His word because you believe His word because you're spending mm-hmm. time with the Lord and you realize that the Lord is serious. That's right. Amen. That's Amen. Right. Well, before we go, is there something maybe encouraging, some kind of exhortation or something? Some last little tidbit of wisdom you'd like to share, and then you can close us out in prayer. That'd be all right. Sure. Um, let's see. Now, Ooh. I write down lots of little quotes and stuff Amen. in my book. I brought this with me on purpose. Uh, and let's see. Oh, and also, while you're looking for something, mm-hmm. you have a website that you have material, you have books. You, and oh, we didn't yeah. get to talk about it, yeah, but no, he, got off, he got done preaching, got on the piano. Yeah, it just started, started just making cool beats. <laughs> then he got on the drums. And started playing the drums. Started playing simple beats. Right. So you're a musician. You play you play music. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but on that on that, on on the that website. website, it's uh, jpsministries.org, correct? Yes, sir. All right, everybody, go to that. Go start buying books, man. You actually put a link to that. Yeah, I will. In the show notes. In the show notes, and but. Well, I suppose a little thing that I can share with y'all that has made a tremendous impact in my life um, is uh, is this little saying here. It says, "The chains of habit." are too light to be felt until they are too strong to be broken. And and that works in a good sense and in a bad sense. Usually when we think about habits, we think about addictions, you know, negative addictions, drug addiction, alcoholism. 
and and all they're too strong to to be broken they start small right and then they they become so powerful right and, and of course well we know very well that they can be broken through the power of the holy ghost right um, but i look at that in a in a different way and turning it around what habits am i developing Good as habits. as a christian mm. that wow. i don't want them to be broken Amen. Uh, the bible says Whew. The, the scriptures I, I want to be chained by those habits Amen. and in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter let's see your Bible yes sir um, it's in 1 Corinthians and I'll read this here 1 Corinthians the last chapter I believe it is it's the only time the word addiction is used Yeah, you have it underlined here in your Bible, too. Very good. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15, he says, Paul's writing, he says, I, I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Yeah, amen. amen. And so amen. I, I, want, I want to be addicted. I want to be chained, chained. the habits. Mm that would chain me to the things of God mm. to the ministry notice he didn't say ministry of the preachers right it was ministry of the saints so as a saint of God to be a truly effective minister now you can be an effective preacher and not minister true and what that means is you can you can get up and maybe some folks even get the Holy Ghost or whatever but but it's not it's uh, boy, that's a big subject. I just opened there. <laughs> you, you, you got other no, guys. No, I mean, you I might can... get some different remarks on yeah, that. I'm fine. Uh, but but the idea of ministry is servanthood. Amen. Right. I and, agree with that. I agree. And so, um, preaching, truly effective preaching, um, truly effective ministry. In the case of of Stephanus, he he addicted himself. The the ministry of the saints became what he was bound by right? mm. Those, he didn't want that habit to ever be broken and it's recorded in scripture he was bound by that Amen. And, uh, Man. and so see I underlined it <laughs> so Amen. so we need to be bound to the things of God in the ministry of the saints Amen. So, Amen would you pray Jesus we love you God we thank you Lord for this ministry God our brethren Lord, that are doing these things, God, to help the body, Lord, to minister, Lord, and to help maybe some, Lord, that do not know you in their fullest, but desire more of you. I pray, God, that these words and their other broadcasts, God, would be a blessing, a challenge, God, that your kingdom would grow. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to come together, discuss your word. We love you. We thank you, God, for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yes, thank you for coming. And come on, somebody. Somebody.